Welcome to the Datology Coach Substack Dating Advice Column Podcast. That's a long title. It's a work in progress. I'm trying a new format for answering some of these questions, and I'll be interested to hear what you guys think of me answering some of these letters in podcast format versus writing them out. So here goes. Here's today's letter. I met a man on Facebook dating fall 2019. He got my attention by being consistent with his communication, so we exchanged phone numbers and began to communicate via phone. The connection was almost immediate. I didn't find him physically attractive at first, but he had a kind heart and gentle spirit that before I knew it, I could not stop thinking about him. He expressed that he felt the same. He called me every morning on the drive to work, texted during the day, and we spoke before going to bed. We talked for a month before our first date, and it was a good date, and we kissed afterwards. This was five days before Christmas. I thought we'd spend it together, but no, he grew distant. We hardly spoke at all. I endured it, and on New Year's Day, that's New Year's Day, I told him that I think it's best for me to fall back because apparently this is not what we thought it was. I told him the hot and cold behavior wasn't something I was willing to deal with, and he begged me not to break it off. Over the course of the next month, he made amends by going back to being attentive and consistent. By now, it's Valentine's Day, and I asked him what we were doing for that date, and he said that that was a day for kids and teens. He did nothing special for me, despite my telling him I wanted to. We had one more date after our first one, and I could tell he expected sex, but I felt I wasn't ready to take that step just yet. That was the last time I saw him physically. Amid COVID, he had every excuse as to why we couldn't see each other. So we didn't. He did continue to call and text, just not as consistent as before. When I try to have a conversation about how this makes me feel, he tells me I'm being too dramatic. A month ago, I, told, I finally told him to never text me again because I've wasted enough time by now and nothing has changed. He protested. He called me when he hadn't really done that in a long time. He wanted to know why I would want to break it off. I felt so stupid. Break what off? You don't ask me on dates. You barely text anymore. You don't want to fix what's wrong. I haven't seen you physically in a year. He still texts me one or two times since I told him not to. I never responded and he just texts and he just texts until I do. I don't know what that means, listeners. The problem is I vent, I can't get over him. I still have feelings for him. I fantasize over how sweet he was in the beginning, how he made me feel happy and special. I spend my days wishing it could be different and I can't move on. And I'm, I'm unable to connect with anyone else. Help me, please. So this is a great example of why so many women say men are trash. My gut reaction is that this man is not available, meaning he has another relationship, whether it's a wife or a girlfriend somewhere, or he's just not available emotionally. These kinds of electronic relationships, e-relationships, whatever you want to call them, e-situationships, they work best for people who are avoidant in some way because they're safe, but also because they're convenient. They require very little investment and effort. To you, all this texting seems like he was investing a ton of time. To most guys, investing a few seconds in writing a text or a few minutes in conversation isn't that big of a deal. 
this feels like somebody who wanted the attention and emotional support that come with a relationship, didn't actually want to have a full-blown relationship. Really, this just sounds like a guy who wanted some form of the girlfriend experience. What really sets off my red flag radar is the fact that he didn't spend any of those holidays with you. And it doesn't sound like he did much of anything to even acknowledge those holidays. That's why I'm leaning towards this guy being in some kind of relationship already. I think he was spending that time with somebody else. And if that isn't the case, he was intentionally not acknowledging holidays with you because he doesn't or didn't think of you in that way, in that context. You weren't a girlfriend to him. It's so easy to get sucked into these kinds of relationships. Don't beat yourself up or say that you were a fool for engaging for as long as you did. The attention, especially when you're lonely, especially around the holidays, that attention feels great. And that's mainly why we stay in these situations because of the attention, because we're not getting the attention somewhere else. And so having somebody that pays us consistent attention with the good morning texts and the good night texts, it makes us feel like we matter. It makes us feel less isolated, especially during a time like COVID where isolation and the, and the, and the, and how touch starved we were, any kind of, of, of affection, even if it was electronic, meant something to us. It, it, it got us through. One other very concerning aspect of the letter is when he told you you were being dramatic. So this is where the, my tried and true catchphrase comes in. Fuck that guy. Because when a man tells a woman, you're just being dramatic, that's, that's a, a classic textbook case of gaslighting. When a man says, you're overreacting, you're being dramatic, what he's actually saying is, please don't hold me accountable for my bullshit behavior. More often than not, when men tell women they're, they're overreacting or being paranoid or wh whatever word, and it's usually an engendered term that they use, it's because they know they've been caught at something. That's a really good red flag to look out for. When you're confronting somebody with their behavior or something that has hurt you and they turn it around on you and they deflect and they use one of these terms to imply that, you know, you're just a woman and you're just being crazy. You did the right thing by cutting things off. I'm proud of you because that's hard. And I know a lot of times we do that as sort of a preemptive strike to get a reaction. But when we do that, it's usually because we know this relationship is going to end and maybe we want to speed up the process a bit. Now you're having trouble getting over him. And I think part of the reason for that is he's not completely out of your life. You've formed an oxytocin bond with him. 
you now have to wean yourself off of that bond so that the bond can, the chemical bond, the literal chemical bond that has, that has formed in your brain, you need to give that time to dissolve. So one thing I would say to do is block his number, block his email, block any profiles. You don't want to have any connection to him, even if it's just a social media page. That is just as counterproductive as seeing him in person or talking to him. Get through the next 30 days or so. I wrote a a recent post about a, a therapist named Dr. Mike Dowd who recommends that after a breakup or a split of any kind, take a 30 day cleanse from this person. And that means have nothing to do with them. You really need to cut them out of your life, delete them from your phone, delete them from your email, delete them, stop following them, stop friending them, block them on Facebook. Don't worry if it gives the impression that you're hurt or you're upset. You know what? You are hurt and you have, you have every right to be a hurt and you are upset and it's okay to be upset. Don't worry what they're going to think. What matters is you being able to get this person out of your system. What I also want you to do is ask yourself why this relationship worked for you. Why did you stay in it for as long as you did? Is it because it fulfilled a need for you? And keep in mind, there's no wrong answers here. Whatever the purpose this relationship had in your life, it's yours. There's no judgment. And consider the possibility that you participated in this because, not just because you were lonely, but because it was a contained relationship and it was safe. What you want to try to avoid doing is becoming so fixated on wondering what went wrong and and retracing all your steps is you want to avoid doing that because it's just going to keep you that much more attached. You said that this relationship made you feel special. Can you find something else in your life, a cause, an activity that makes you feel special, that makes you feel like you matter? I might be a little partial here, as I watch my sleeping flappy Luca (laughs) sleep on her bed. But animals, they really, pets especially, and it doesn't matter if it's a cat or a dog or a bird, there's something about, we form bonds. You know, dogs, they also produce oxytocin. We form, that's why we form such intense bonds with our dogs. Can you volunteer, even if it's maybe not even at an animal shelter? But I think the best way to work through a situation like this is to think about other people and try and help other people. You know, not only are you doing good and probably going to make a difference in somebody else's life, but it keeps your mind occupied and it fulfills that need of, 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 needing to be needed, needing to feel special like you matter. I'm sorry you're feeling that way. I've I've had relationships like this. And I had them because I was really lonely and being an avoidant and and being afraid to be vulnerable, these relationships were safe, but they also 
I always knew they were going to end and they always end, ended poorly because that reaffirmed that negative thought pat, that negative thought in my head that I, I just didn't matter, that I was insignificant, that this is how it was always going to be. It's not how it's always going to be. And please try to remember that. You will get through this. It's going to be hard. You know, it's like weaning yourself off of anything else that gives you pleasure. But with a good support system, if you have one, and again, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be in real life. It can be offline. It can be online. Um, find a good support community. Find a good support system. Focus your attentions on other people or other causes that need help. And I'm talking like uh, whether it's phone bank work, whether it's um, going on to a, a forum board and giving people support and feedback on their concerns or challenges, something that makes you feel significant because you are significant. And this guy, fuck that guy. He wasted a, a huge amount of your time and really didn't think anything of it. And that's just so typical of men is they will take and take and take and take and, and not feel compelled to consider what it's doing to the woman. Bottom line, I think he had another relationship, maybe not somebody that he lived with so that he had that flexibility to talk to you at night, or maybe he had a job or he was driving home and he had that privacy. But it sounds to me like there was somebody else in his life. And if there wasn't, this was just somebody who was looking, he was just looking for the emotional support and very little else, maybe a little sex. But I, I think he was honestly just looking for the emotional support and attention. And I'm sorry he got it from you. Uh, I'd like to hear about your progress. If you want to email me, hello at datologycoach.com. You can go to datologycoach.com and submit a dating question. Uh, Thursday, today, is when I'm recording it tonight, we're having our How to Write the Best Dating Profile Ever Zoom class. The link is on datologycoach.com. Click the events tab on my navigation bar. Next Wednesday, July 21st, is the How to Master Online Dating Zoom class. Same thing. Go to datologycoach.com and click the events tab. If you have any questions, let me know. And guys, let me know what you think about the format. Leave your thoughts on the letter. Let's talk. Thanks for tuning in.